That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network. Not for the first time, an argument had broken out over breakfast at number four Privet Drive. Mr. Vernon Dursley had been woken in the early hours of the morning by a loud hooting noise from his nephew, Harry's room. Chapter 1. The Worst Birthday This is a pretty standard first chapter of a Harry Potter book in which we get a lot of backstory about who is Harry and what happened to him last year. The Dursleys are preparing for a very important business dinner in which Uncle Vernon is going to try to make a big deal for drills with Mr. Mason, and they're all really freaked out trying to prepare for it, and Harry's just trying to stay out of the way. He's also really depressed because his friends haven't sent him any letters like they said they would. They've been completely out of touch, and because Hedwig is locked up in his room, he's not allowed to send letters to them, so he's just really bummed. It's the worst birthday. He sees some eyes in the bushes, but before he can even think for one second about that Dudley comes over to bully him about it being his birthday and how lonely and sad he is so when the Masons arrive Harry goes up to his room to um pretend he doesn't exist right as you'll remember um and he goes to lay down on his bed but there's already somebody on it Da-na-na. wait guys Haley's about to connect let's give her a round of applause when she does okay she finally okay. made it Wait, just, like, start now. And, but, like, what if it takes, like, a half hour for her to... For All right, we started too soon. I'm sorry. That was my fault. Wow. What is... Ha- She's, like, using an old laptop because I think her current laptop isn't compatible with her new mic because technology is hard. She's been texting me this whole time a series of, like, funny updates. <laughs> Probably not funny for her, but, like, I'm having a good time. She's... Her gift game is strong. Oh, my word. (laughs) Oh, my word. Can you guys see her? Is her camera working? (laughs) Haley! Just keep clap. Let's just slow clap it. I'm bad at slow stuff. Haley! Hey! Hey! I don't know if she's frozen or if she just looks on a No, she's with just us. mad. She's just grumpy. Hello? Can you hear us? Hello? Oh, it's oh like there we go. Connected there we go. Wait, keep popping. She didn't hear it before. <laughs> I am so angry. Holy shit. Wow. Is it is it happening? Are we like ready? I guess so. Ready wherever you are. Okay, great. Well, I'm never Man. ready, so don't wait for me. Okay, Book not two. ready at all. Hello, hello, hello. We're here. Hi. Oh, here we are. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> How has everyone's day been? Terrible. Uh, <laughs> the long pause. <laughs> as as we mentioned before, as we mentioned before, we record on Wednesdays, so almost never is anyone in a good mood when they come here, but we almost always leave in a good mood, and that's all that really matters. Hump day! Yeah, hump day. Oh, um, my, don't even. 
There are legit um, people at my work who still say that, and I hate oh, it. Oh, no. I work with, like, a bunch of, like, people in their 40s and 50s, so. So, Haley, how are you doing today? We work together, so we've been talking all day already, but, like, how have your, how's your last, like, two hours been? My last two hours have been pretty good. I, I, I did, like, a little bit of editing and took a little mini nap, so, you know, that's always nice. Oh, I vacuumed. Oh, I'm proud of you. Thank go. you. Mini naps and like random chores are like the two secret beauties of working from home. Yeah. <laughs> My God. Mary Clay, how about you? How have you been since the last time we spoke? Whenever that was. Ooh, um, I'm good. I moved last week, and this week I'm all settled in. It feels oh, yeah. like like yesterday, like literally yesterday. It felt like, okay, I've got pretty much everything in place now. I'm not, like, moving this box over here so I can get to this part of my room, and then I move the boxes back mm, so mm-hmm. to go to the other part. So that's nice. Um, I, But I also just think it's hilarious that literally the day I moved out of my apartment on Monument Avenue was the day that they took down Stonewall Jackson, yeah, that's like, so oh, funny. I'm like a little bit bitter about it because I'm like, I really wish y'all had done this a week earlier because I would have had a front row pr- like seat. It would have been awesome. I could have just like walked out of my apartment instead of having to like park illegally um, <laughs> and like str- and be tense about it the whole time. Also, and- you've been having to look out your window at these motherfuckers for this whole lease. And now the next tenants will have a better view of nothing because well, yeah. nothing is better than Confederate. Not, not like nothing's better than Confederate, but like nothing, <laughs> nothing. is better. <laughs> nothing's better than Confederates. Christina Kahn, 2020. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Oh, I'm going to regret this later. And we, we have a very special guest with us today, Jason. Welcome. If you want to tell us just a little bit about your history with Harry Potter and definitely tell us what your ho- Hogwarts house is and defend your answer. Okay. Well... Defend your personal being. <laughs> De- <laughs> defend something that a website Defend gave. who you are. Um, well, I am a Ravenclaw. That's definitely... It's what I've like always secretly wanted. And when I took the quiz, I was like really happy to get it because I was like, I don't, I don't want to be a Gryffindor and I don't want to be a Slytherin that bad and Hufflepuff like I mean you know <laughs> what about Hufflepuff hmm nothing I mean you're you're it's it's a lovely lovely house hmm we got weed <laughs> that's true <laughs> that's how I lure people into the common room we have weed and muffins <laughs> that's what I was wondering like while well, it's like probably it was probably like, like while listening to your podcast I was like do wizards know about weed and do you they think- gotta um, Gandalf. I know that's a completely different that's fandom, a... but Gandalf. <laughs> Some wizards know about weed. Okay. Um, I feel like uh, Dumbledore, at the very least, definitely knows Dumbledore about weed. Oh, Dumbledore was definitely high. He, no, like, he lived through the 60s. We all was know like, what's the, up. The majority of his career <laughs> is... Y'all, <laughs> do not sleep on Professor Sprout, Okay. You Ooh, know, actually, she's you're the not kind, wrong. She's the kind of mom where you find her weed before she finds yours. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, Albus loved lemon drops, and that sounds like a, a strain of weed. 
Oh yeah. Like oh, for yeah. sure. That or sounds a, delicious. Or an edible <laughs> of some kind, maybe. Yes. Oh my god, a lemon drop edible. If you have lemon drop edibles, email us at restrictions.gmail.com. <laughs> no reason. We just want to know. <laughs> you can send them to our, our P.O. box at um five oh one three four Richmond, Virginia. <laughs> Do like, you dare? Don't you dare send those to some dead end, Mary Claire. <laughs> That's going to be the best person, the like best day of that guy's life. Whoever's at PO box five Oh three, whatever. <laughs> like, what is this? Um, but as far as my history with Harry Potter goes, I didn't read the first book when it came out because I just didn't, well, I tried reading the first chapter and I couldn't really get into it. And readings, not like my main source of media usually. So it didn't, it didn't happen until I saw the first movie where I really started getting into it. And I was like, oh, this is what the hubbub's about. And you're like, it was, reading the book will be worth it now that I've seen the movie. You're like, I know it ends kind of cool. Yeah, it's like, now I know, okay, now I know this is something cool. And yeah. then that, I just kind of jumped into the, the second yeah. book. Like, oh, thank God, this isn't just about this dude who works at a drill company, like, being boring <laughs> Seriously, all day. like, the first chapter, yeah. like, I was like, what is this cat? What is this drill guy? What's happening? And then, like, I just kind of put it away because I was nine and stupid. But then my life changed forever. And it, it, it really helped that, like, you know, the first two movies are super close to the book, you know? Yeah, so you could just, like, watch the movie and then read the second book and you didn't miss anything, whereas by the time you get to book like four and five it's like a lot of things are missing now you can, no you could not jump in at book five can you imagine i would oh God. that would just be so oh depressing <laughs> well i did jump into book five like completely spoiled because like i had a pen pal at the time if you remember those and oh uh, that so is cute. very wholesome yeah she she like moved away to a new school so we were like communicating and I remember my, cause my mom was really strict about summer reading and stuff like that. She says, you can't get the new Harry Potter book until you finish your summer reading. So of course I didn't get it until September. Oh, Everyone oh else no. had already read it. And spoiler culture had not entered my existence yet because the internet wasn't really a thing. Yeah. And so she wrote me and said like, so did you read the order of the Phoenix? And like, if, if you did, wasn't that so sad about Sirius? What the? Oh, no. And I was like, ah, but, because, uh, like, it was huge news at the time that, like, a character was going to die. And oh. I was like, geez, I wonder who it's going to be. I wonder who it's going to be. And I, like, just avoided it for that entire time. And then in the split second, reading a letter. What was, what's her name? I'm not going to tell <laughs> If you're listening. No, we just want to talk. 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 Come on out. <laughs> well, this podcast like, is all spoilers all the time, so. Yes. <laughs> if you haven't listened to last week's episode, which was like a four minute episode, so if you didn't listen to it, what's wrong with you? We have a new Patreon account page, what, whatever it's called. We have a lot of really cool stuff there. We have like bonus episodes. We have some like bookmarks, handwritten thank you notes. Who doesn't love like a good handwritten thank you note? Um, monthly Zoom happy hours with the gang. So Ooh. if you haven't already, hop on over, check it out. Um, Christina, what is the link for people? I am almost 95% certain that it is patreon.com slash the restricted section, but it is sure as hell in the show notes. Woo! So <laughs> click on that. <laughs> <laughs>
It's, Let me do that again. It's almost like we're in person. <laughs> <laughs> it's except, like you're really except there. you can't physically hit Mary Clay this time. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're talking about the worst birthday. So, like, so far, two out of two Harry Potter books starting out just real depressing. I think it's a strong seven out of seven Harry Potter books starting out really depressing because we're always at the Dursleys and it's usually Harry's birthday. It's usually a terrible experience. That's very true. Um, coincidentally, we are also starting, in my opinion, the worst book. Interesting. You know, I'm glad I, you brought that up. I've, <laughs> but go always, ahead, go ahead. I've always kind of like ranked number two pretty low, but every time I read through the whole series again, I end up enjoying it more than I think I'm going to. But, but like my instinct always remains the same. Yeah, I would definitely say that like... Well, okay, so I should make it clear. I have not touched these books in, like, forever. So, and I didn't even finish the last one until I was, like, 20. But, um... Taking like, your damn time. You should see me reading The Hobbit. Like, it's been two months, and I'm still not all the way through. He had to finish his nice. summer reading first, Christina. <laughs> he did. <laughs> Ironically, though, I did have to read The Hobbit for summer reading one year, and I just watched the cartoon. Oh, like oh the my 70s God. cartoon. <laughs> yeah, Mary Clay, you gotta add that to your list. Oh, it's on there. Don't you worry. The animated Lord of the Rings stuff is pretty. Literally, is pretty special. so good. Anything I can cover to put off the Silmarillion. You're gonna want those <laughs> lemon drops for the cartoons. That's all I'm saying. You're gonna want them lemon drops. I was legit gonna like make a joke and be like, "I'm so glad you guys like brought me on to discuss the Silmarillion," and I was gonna bring out my copy of it that still has not been read. And Mary, oh, Mary Clay, I told you I have an illustrated edition. You can borrow if you need to. Yes, I will need that. <laughs> I think I, I watched the movie recently, a, a few years ago. Or not a few years ago. Oh, my God. A few weeks ago. What is like, time? Wait, I mean, it's it's all meaningless. But, um, uh, yeah, because Harry Potter movies are kind of like that. I don't know what to watch. Do you want to just watch a Harry Potter movie kind of thing with me and my wife? Yeah, totally. When I black out, I usually come to watching Harry Potter. <laughs> Perfect transparent honesty. It's nice. like, what am I doing? What is... Oh, this is fun. Right. Right. Cool. Yeah. I'm safe. But then it's like, yeah, I'm safe because I'm watching Harry Potter in my living room. Yeah. That literally happened after my wedding. I mean, like, I'm not ashamed <laughs> to say, like, I got blacked out drunk at my wedding and I came to eating pizza surrounded by my friends, like, watching <laughs> Goblet of Fire. And I was oh, like, beautiful this is great. moment. Yeah, this yeah, is that's, great. That's but great. I remember it, I remember it kind of being like, it, sound, it sounds weird because, of course, it's a sequel, but it felt like the most sequely movie because like the first one obviously sets everything up and then i always kind of thought like three is where things like really start picking up it's and where, like, like the main arc starts yeah so two is like kind of like almost kind of like a filler sort of but i mean not to discredit it because i do love every book objectively the thing with two is that like it's the most self-contained mystery. Like, like mm. the diary yeah. kind of comes back way the hell later. But like book two is, it's really just like that one thing. Like book one, you've got like half the book is just getting to Hogwarts, and then you've got a mystery. With this, like the world's already established. You have like this first chapter is like the instant replay of like Ugh. let's just recap where we've been, what happened, where we are now, and go yeah. previously and then, like, on Harry Potter. Yeah, exactly. no, literally, and then. Like, the whole rest of the book is just, like, this mystery with Harry trying to figure out what the fuck is going on in the school. 
let's get into the chapter. As we previously mentioned, there sure is a hell of a lot of, in case you have been waiting for this book to come out for two years, this is what happened two years ago, which is not a great, that's like not super fun to read if you just finished reading it a month ago, which we did. So it starts with, man, so because this is the first chapter of the book, the little like intro I'm going to read is going to be like the first paragraph, you know? Um, So I'm not going to like reread it now, but like, damn, it starts with an argument, just like right back into Muggle World, right back to the Dursley's house. And it's like an argument broke out over breakfast. And it's like, damn, poor Harry, he hates arguing. Oh, and so it's like the it starts right off with Uncle Vernon being mad about Hedwig and Harry feeling bad for Hedwig because Uncle Vernon's not letting Hedwig out of the cage. Hedwig's sad. Animal abuse. Animal abuse for sure. Her wings, she can't even stretch her wings all the way out. Can you imagine like not being able to like stretch when you need to? Uh, I need to stretch just yeah, now. Like, oh, like, I was like, oh, oh, wingspan. Uh, man, downward dog. Unless you are driving, everyone do a stretch break. <laughs> if you are driving, stretch only your left leg and no other part of your body. <laughs> Mary Clay's like stretching her jaw. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. That's a habit because I have TMJ and I'm oh, really? supposed to do that. Yeah, want to wanna hear it? Yeah. Oh wait, dang! Wait, wait, wait! Does CMJ just mean your jaw pops? Uh, no, I don't know. Oh, cause like, do I have TMJ? Cause like, my jaw pops. Wait, fun know. story, fun. Just like because this chapter is boring, I'm just gonna take us all <laughs> a little, a little side story. When I was like 19 or 20. I was a lifeguard and like both sides of my mouth have always popped like clicked you know when you open your jaw and I was swimming laps and I got halfway through a lap and I tried to come up for air and my mouth wouldn't open and one of one side of my mouth got stuck and I could not open it any wider than maybe like an inch so many blowjob jokes to my boyfriend at the time just like so many and I had to go, I had to get like, um, what's it called? Like orthoscopic, whatever surgery when they put like a camera into your face and then they like fix it. Yeah. Why are you telling this absolutely horrific story? This is the uh, least magical podcast ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dental surgery and whatnot. Let, what happens next? Um, <laughs> So, okay, well, so, we're like so they're a, at breakfast. A, a full three we're at breakfast. There's okay. there's egg in his mustache, and it's it's a great visual. It's a great visual. I love. Um, we I, we try not to talk too much about the movies, but like I, I like Uncle Vernon is like in my brain 100 percent that actor from the movies, and like whenever I picture him, I picture that actor whose name I'm so sorry I don't forget. I know I, I, Richard I uh, Richard Griffiths. I okay. believe. Way to go. Rest, rest so in well. Yeah. yeah, he was. Um, uh, if I remember correctly, he was like one of the first uh, Harry Potter actors to die, mm-hmm, and yeah. this was like back oh. in my like prime Tumblr days. Ooh, and so Tumblr. when he di- when he died, there was a while where it was like no posts on Sunday because that's like uh-huh. his famous, you know his famous that's line: beautiful. no post on Sundays. Well, like a wonderful homage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was thrown off a little bit by rereading this. I was like, black mustache? What the? That's not right. But Yeah, yeah. Well, because they're supposed to be fairly young. Just like as a reminder, 
Lily and James had Harry when they were like 20. And so they would be like 30, they would be in their early 30s at this time. And there's no way Petunia is, I mean, okay, like at most Petunia is like 40 at most. If they were 10 years apart, which I don't think is real. At most Uncle Vernon is 50, right? Like if she married 10 years older and was 10 years older than her sister. That was something I actually kind of wanted to bring up because I didn't, I didn't read the Sorcerer's Stone like with you guys. So mm-hmm. was there this many like fat jokes in, in the first yes. book? The yes. fa- it's, it's just, it is literally just about the Dursleys. Like I don't, I don't think fat jokes are made about other fat characters. Like, but like, are there other fat characters? Maybe I also Slughorn? don't think so. Maybe um, Slughorn. But like most no. of the jokes about Slughorn are about like his personality. Yeah, also, I, the fat lady. Yeah, but they don't oh, make yeah. jokes about her, though. J.K. Rowling is trying to, like, really say something about these people. Yeah, because I was reading it, and, like, uh, what was it? It says, Dudley, who was so large, his bottom drooped over the side of the kitchen chair, grinned and turned to Harry. And I was like, you have a, a, a talent for visualizing just how fat these people are. Because, like, it's, like, unnecessary details. I counted and there are 11 fat jokes, like, in 11 pages. Yeah, Damn. that's incredible. That's so crazy. I mean, it, it's, it's, <laughs> worth, it's worth noting that J.K. Rowling is a slender bitch, right? That's very I mean, true. And also, I'll have you know, I'm not fat. I'm very fit. But I also have a badonkadonk. And sometimes I sit on chairs that can't hold the whole ass, you know? <laughs> sometimes you just fall off a little bit. Where do yeah. we go from here? How do we organically move on with the conversation? <laughs> um, I just want to say like a, a general thing about this chapter and also like the other first chapters of each of the books. I hated, like always hated reading like the first chapter of each of the books. Sorry. Because of all of the, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> because of all of the like, Harry was a strange boy, you see, because he was a wizard and he was an orphan. And uh, what was particularly unusual about him, even for a wizard, is that he had a strange scar and a wizard tried to kill him when he was a baby. And like all this For those of you who think Mary Clay was reading, she was not reading. That's just like how formulaic the first chapters are. I think they and, give up around like um, around like Goblet of Fire or like Order of the Phoenix. No. They're, they're like, really? really? No, no, I think I think it stops around book six. Because I have them over here. <laughs> I remember in the fifth one, it opens with Harry lying outside the Dursleys' living, living room, window. window, and he's in the bushes. And I remember it talking about his jet black hair and his lightning bolt scar. And I'm like, we know who this boy is now. Okay? Yeah, that's true. We're five, but like, I can understand doing it in the second book because maybe there was a 12, a 12 year old who went to the school library and this is what was on the shelf and they just picked it up and maybe hadn't even read Sorcerer's Stone yet. So. Like me. yeah a 12 year old boy (laughs) so like i can understand doing it in the first like one or two or three but like she does it and it's so annoying because i'm like just get to the story like i want to skip this first chapter and go to the next one that starts off with 
you know something not, happening like, yeah things happening and give me the pillowcase elf so. on a bed please yes it's like book seven like you may never have met him before but here's harry potter it's he, like, he doesn't like, go to school he's been through a lot of trauma <laughs> some shit's about to go down yeah. joanne i'm on the seventh book i'm aware yeah. and i've been in this we call her that bitch now or jk if you must she you must not be named. We are no longer <laughs> Team yeah. JK. Can you? Did oh. you guys see that she recently like signed a letter about like I did. public and that one? Sh- shame and like how dare you infringe upon my free speech? I didn't read that letter. I feel really conflicted about it because I I on some level I do think this idea of like cancel culture can be really toxic because in some respects it doesn't allow people to like make actual change and be like yeah i did all those dumb things when i was 20 but now i've you know made changes and i've learned and grown as a person listen to our jk rowling is canceled episode for more on that so in some respects like i do think you know cancel culture is something that like quote unquote should be canceled there are exceptions. How dare you cancel yeah. cancel culture? <laughs> there, like, obviously there are exceptions for people who are just vile pieces of trash, such as yeah, if you're just KKR. Like, yeah, if you're just doubling down constantly. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's just, so, like, spoiler alert, if you haven't listened to that episode, as Haley so beautifully said, I'm going to say it less beautifully than Haley said it, when and if J.K. Rowling wants to listen and learn, like, we're yeah. here. But until then... What are you doing? And just so, like, just for those who haven't read it, the letter is, it's only two paragraphs long, but it's like, it sounds exactly like skilled writers trying to gaslight people. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. This letter that she signed, first of all, Margaret Atwood signed it too. Does anyone know what that's about? Because I couldn't find it when I was researching it. Someone let me know, like, why the fuck Margaret Atwood is, like, worried about this right now. But the letter is just, like, we should be able to say things without being punished. And she's like, it's like, no, she wasn't the one who penned this, but the letter says, basically, how dare you take free speech and discourse away from me? And it just is like missing the point of like, you're allowed to say whatever dumb shit you want. But like, I have the freedom to react however I want to. And when you say that people that are important to me, like aren't valid because of their gender identity, I have the right of the freedom of speech to say, oh, fuck Ooh. you. <laughs> Pretty much. It's, yeah. a, it's a weird hill she's decided to die on. Like, what? Exactly. She seems really stubborn about it. So, wow, we're still at breakfast. We've been recording for like an hour. <laughs> okay. So. Page two. <laughs> someone, tells, someone tells Harry. We're literally on page I know, two. Right? Someone tells Harry to pass something and he says, you've forgotten the magic word. Which like, you know. Like, it's just such a normal thing to say, right? Like, magic to him in that context just, like, absolutely carried no meaning. And it's, it's such a, twel- like, shitty 12-year-old thing to say, too. Yeah. And... Oh, you know they said that to him, like, a million times. Oh, like, yeah. what's the magic word? Well, but, may- but maybe they haven't, because they've always been terrified of magic. Well, so he's probably heard it on TV. Oh, yeah. Or, like, honestly, if I was 12 years old, and I was at Hogwarts, and we were, like, at the great hall and ron weasley was like i'll oh, pass the blood pudding or whatever british people say i would be like what's the magic word <laughs> everything is magic because we're at hogwarts 
The magic There's one in every class like, that does that. It's me. Uh, the jokester. There's like a good jokester, and then there's like a grown jokester. And this like, is I'm why no one hangs out with the Hufflepuffs, because they all fucking do that. <laughs> Dad joke They house. make jokes at me. <laughs> uh, so Uncle it's, Vernon loses his goddamn mind. They all lose it. Yeah. Damn. His... His fell out of their in, chairs. <laughs> his dialogue is in all caps and like no. I almost never as an editor permit all caps in my books and especially on page two like just starting out real strong but like he's bellowing. Um, he's yeah, thundering. Uh, it's, it's, I was just going to say he thundered. And Do you think and, they take that like super literally like the whole we can't say magic like ever? I, I mean, apparently. I know, like, how could you ever talk about Magic Johnson? <laughs> I don't know if that's, like, really high up on their priorities. It was the 90s. I don't know. Like, D- poor Dudley never gets to go to the Magic Kingdom. Oh, He has to go to Universal Studios, Harry Potter World. <laughs> the Wizarding World. <laughs> They're like, oh, no, this place was supposed to not have magic. What well, doesn't have it in the name? Pork and bacon and whatnot. <laughs> I think it's probably like um oh my god what oh, do you ever just have like a like a thought that just completely dies in your mouth and you're like all where the was time I, where was I even going with this wait I had like a really good th- magic the jerseys yeah, the jerseys Harry like, Potter, don't say the word universal oh okay bacon. wait I got it I got it it's not that great but like I'm gonna say it anyway so I think for them the magic word is kind of like um for example I, I have like some like weird like paranoias for example when I'm planning an important outdoor event, like a wedding or like a book festival, like simply do not look at or talk about the weather because this thing has to happen no matter what the weather is. So like, as soon as you start drawing attention to it, the weather gods are going to come and beat your ass. I feel the same way about traffic. The second you're like, weird, there's a lot less traffic today than I thought there would be. The traffic gods, they hear you and they send traffic. Right? Oh no, so that, like... that I think that's like a universal thing because like I uh, there was a co- time a couple of years ago where I like fucked up my finger um, and my roommate took me to the emergency room, which thankfully was like right around the corner. And I was like, oh, we're gonna have to wait for like an hour. No, we came in and there was like no one there, so they're leading me back to like a bed and they and I was like, huh, there's nobody here. And the nurses all turned around as one and were like, shh. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. So I think they're like, as soon as we like say magic, then magic like hears us and it will come here, basically. Which ironically is pretty superstitious given how much they hate magic. You're right. But but it's like they, they know magic exists, but they just just don't talk about it or they just deny it. You I know? just feel yeah. like I would want to know as much as possible to protect myself if I was that scared, but all right. Well, we also I mean, Harry could probably like help clean because like they said, like, you know, Aunt Petunia has to do the chore, so get out of, stay out of her way. And I was like, he could probably help with magic. If yeah. you're just like a little nice to him. They but apparently never, they can't practice magic outside of school. They would never eat off a plate that had been cleaned magically. They're missing out. They're missing out. So then we get into some like nice backstory. It's like, <laughs> it's not like subtle. It's like, well, now that he's been screamed at, let us tell you a little bit about why they're screaming. It's because he's a wizard boy, and he's a very special wizard boy. In fact, he's the most famous wizard boy of all. Etc. 
We yes. do get this like actually useful paragraph of like, here's here's what's awaiting us at Hogwarts. Like this is this is the fun stuff at Hogwarts. In contrast to how much Privet Drive sucks, and then we just keep keep on going with the with the Harry stuff. Also, I remember and like. I still, I guess it's like our American mindset or or whatever, but like I remember reading this for the first time and thinking this was weird and I still thought it was weird how it mentions because the Dursleys locked all of his school things in the cupboard under the stairs. Harry, uh, it says, what did the Dursleys care if Harry lost his place in the house Quidditch team because he hadn't practiced all summer? And then this was the thing that got me. What was it to the Dursleys if Harry went back to school without any of his homework done? And I was like, homework? Who gives, aside from summer reading, which Jason always did. Um, I always did it, like, super, like, never last minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't watch a cartoon and then just write about it. Um, <laughs> side note, there was one time where I literally waited until the day before, like, we were going to have our, like, summer reading test in 12th grade to read one of the books. <laughs> like, I waited four solid months to read this book and I was like I don't know what happened in it but I'm gonna write about God or whatever um but yeah I remember thinking like that's so weird that like Hogwarts maybe that's like a British thing or maybe it's more like a private school I think kind of a thing but I'm I'm pretty sure I had summer homework yeah yeah I I had summer homework I mean mean, maybe not when I was 12 but definitely by the end of high school I had summer homework I had to like have a paper done by the end of the summer on what there was usually like an essay yeah yeah okay well wow we should have all gone to Mary Clay's apparently did y'all not go to public school oh I went to like I I said Harry but I was trying to say Haley (laughs) (laughs) Haley and I went to schools in the same school system, but you later went to a different school. I so I started off. Um, I spent most of my education in public schools, but like halfway through high school, I did switch to a private school that was like it was for hippies, and we had pet pigs, and like the students <laughs> were involved in like organizing what classes we were going to take, and we called all our, all our teachers by their first names, and it was super dope. Um, but even then, like we, they would usually give us like not hard summer homework but there was usually like a thing i think i usually had like a packet like a thicky packet no we we always were if we were given a packet it was something that was like hey kids if you want to stay on top of things this summer you can do this packet with science stuff in it no one ever did it (laughs) why would you give an optional packet exactly no one ever did the packet yeah (laughs) I went into was- private school until I was in ninth grade. So Christian private school, by the way. Ooh. So, oh, you know, this solid. stuff was. So you just had Bible Forbidden. study and Bible study. You know, like coming out of all that time, I still don't know that much about Jesus, which is probably for the best. <laughs> probably for the best. Did you ever, have you ever come across that? Like, um, oh my God, Haley, help me out. The like Hogwarts school of like prayer and like. Hogwarts school and- of prayer and miracles. What? Prayer and miracles. There you go. <laughs> so <What's that>? it's- <laughs> <laughs> like some, some Christian, some, Christian mom. Some, some evangelical like cult mom um didn't want her kids remember like growing up like how everyone had like at least one hyper christian friend whose hyper christian yep. parents wouldn't let them read harry potter jason's so, like i am that friend 
<laughs> so one of those moms, um, instead of just depriving her kids of the experience, decided that she was going to rewrite the book series uh, to have a Christian message. So it's uh, Hogwarts School of Prayer and Miracles. The Dursleys are uh, liberals. Uh, I think Aunt Petunia is like a career woman. <laughs> um, and they believe in science and birthdays. <laughs> and okay. Like- okay, wait, 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 wait. I have to tell you, it's written, it was written in 2014 by Grace Anne, who is known by her username, Proud Housewife. Oh. That, tra- that tracks. We're um, obviously covering this on the podcast, right? Oh, you damn sure. <laughs> if you want to hear that bonus episode, sign up for our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Okay, wait, wait. Shit. I'm going to read the synopsis. Okay. Hogwarts School of Prayer and Miracles is an attempt. That's what the synopsis is. It's an attempt. Attempt. At rewriting. <laughs> An attempt at rewriting the Harry Potter boys books from an American evangelical Christian standpoint, written in 2014 by Grace Anne, also known by her username, Proud Housewife. In this version of the story, Harry, an orphan, is raised by his non-Christian aunt and uncle, or rather, <gasps> rather the babysitters they hired to look after him while they both worked, until one day when he is found by a Christian missionary named Hagrid. After Harry prays the sinner's prayer and rejects evolutionism and birthdays, he is whisked off to Hogwarts School of Prayer and Miracles to learn how to be a Christian. Oh yeah, there's, it's short enough that I'm going to finish reading. At Hogwarts, the students are divided up into four sorting hats, each of, which, each of which believes differently about the Bible. The greatest threat to Hogwarts is Voldemort, who has been p- plotting with Congress to destroy freedom of religion. Oh my god! Wait, does this take does this take place in America? Maybe. Yeah. Oh my God. Do can't even make it British and magical. Like, just, come on. D- d- at least call don't it Don't think too hard about it. Don't think too okay. hard about. It. Well, that makes two of us. Due to the very over-the-top writing, it has long been long suspected to be a parody. The last chapter may be read as a confirmation of this, but it is open to interpretation. The author claims to have ended the fanfic after 14 chapters because her husband felt her writing was, quote, not good for their family, unquote, and has never confirmed the suspicions on the story being a parody. So you're sure as hell we're going to be investigating that. That synopsis was from TV Tropes. Org, which is incidentally one of my favorite websites. Can't be a housewife and an author at the same time. There's no mm. time. You gotta, you gotta be w- looking after the kids while pumping out more kids. <laughs> when you said pumping, my I was just like, well, she has the kids, so it's obviously like breast pumping. So much pumping <laughs> with children. <laughs> <sighs> so yeah, it's not quite as infamous wow. as My Immortal, but it's up there. <laughs> which it's we also like, covering on our Patreon. Oh, it's definitely. like the two ends of the spectrum of like terrible fan fiction yeah which may may not be a parody and hogwarts school of christianity and jesus wait oh my god and like just to clarify like to me a science geared person with no religious affiliation miracles and magic are the same thing oh yeah yeah just saying jesus was a wizard oh for sure that's I a mean, fanfic right <laughs> <gotta be>. <laughs> what if jesus was a wizard that was pretty good thank you <laughs> all right well okay page so three of page the page three okay <laughs> so so all his shit's locked away and he's worried about school and 
he, so, he looked nothing like the rest of his family. He goes outside to wait, smoke. Wait, wait. Yeah, no, wait, no, they, I skipped ahead. No, he's sitting on the bench. He's sitting they, on the bench no, and he's thinking ahead. his thoughts. Well, before that, they, they talk about how this year they didn't even bother with his birthday. Like, they just completely... Oh, uh, yeah, no, they are still at breakfast. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it says, like, uh, of course his host hadn't, hadn't been high. They'd never given him a real present, let alone a cake, but to ignore it completely... And like, I was just like, you're so like, that's just the saddest thing I've ever, I mean, the first two books are obviously like the saddest birthdays in the world. He's just like so desperate for some kind of affection because he hasn't gotten any word from his like friends and like even Dudley's like being the worst. And they're, they're just like completely ignored. But what I'm saying is just like, even an acknowledgement he, he would have taken, like he would have taken an acknowledgement that it was his birthday. Yeah. But they don't even give him that because they're so focused about this dinner party. Yeah, this deal is more important than fucking Harry's birthday. That's for damn With sure. what's his name's the Masons. Which honestly, I think Harry gets the better end, like end of this deal. Oh, oh of- wait, wait, wait. Let's get there because I, I, I completely agree. Right? He, he gets to skip dinner. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh my god! That's yeah. Incredible. Okay, wait. Let's get there though. <laughs> so then. Um, at that moment, Uncle Vernon brings Harry back to the present. He's been daydreaming about the fact that he's a wizard for, like, two pages here. You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> he's telling himself. Um, he's like, wow, my last birthday was so much better than this birthday because I learned I was a wizard on my last birthday and somebody brought me a cake. Um, so then... So turn it's like a, into a pig. Oh, yeah, what a great present. Oh, my God. Somebody come turn him into a pig again. Eternal I, I thought it was Hagrid for that alone. I, I thought it was funny because, like, they're described... Of course, they have to describe the 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 Dursleys all over again. So they said Dudley was blonde, pink, and porky. <laughs> and I wrote a little heh and a swirly like, tail next to that. <laughs> no, I, I turn up pink in photos sometimes. Yeah. And I'm just like, get rid of that. Just it's, only it. su- it's only sunny like six days of the year in Britain. So Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. So we go into this like, kind. to me it feels really classic, but maybe that's just because like this whole book feels really classic. The scene of the Dursleys rehearsing their roles at dinner. And I just, like, I was reading this out loud to Sean, because that's how we do most of our reading these days. And by we, I mean me. It's just, he doesn't like reading, but, like, I really like talking. So, like, there we go. Like, all of Dudley's lines, I just kept imagining Patrick Starr from that episode of Spongebob, where he was like, may I take your coat, sir? Or is it hat? Hat. hat. May I take your hat? Like, that was really good. Good job, Yeah, I've been practicing for 14 years. Oh, perfect. Oh, I just love you it. You mean like a weenie? And it's you mean like, like a weenie? It's so, yes. Yes, like a weenie. And it's just like so stupid. It's the way that they dote over this child. It's like Dudley, like we've rehearsed this a hundred times. Like, what are you going to say? And he's like, I'm going to ask for their hat. And she's like, oh my God, he's the perfect son. And it's like, I, anyone could do that. Like this is uh, Three times Petunia cries in this chapter because <laughs> Dudley is just so perfect. Yeah, in the her eyes. Thi- yeah, the mm-hmm. thing that like made me puke is when they're like, "Oh, and after dinner we'll retire to the living room or whatever." And Dudley, what do you say, Mister 
I don't remember what their name. Mr. Mason, Mason, Mason. we have to write an essay about a personal hero for school. I'm going to write it about you. Oh I like. I wrote a giant barf next to that line. Because me, <laughs> me and my wife, like, both, I read it to her, too. And we just, like, both violently uh, uh, like it. And meanwhile, Harry is giving the classic line. And Harry, what are, what will you be doing? I'll be in my bedroom being totally quiet and pretending I don't exist. Which like, that's all you could hope for in this yeah. moment. Like, I was like, that's what I did most of my teenage years, teenage years when like my parents had friends over. I just like hid in the room and pretended I wasn't home. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to talk worst, to you. Yeah, don't make me be party to this. <laughs> the worst is when, um, so my mom is in, she's in a book club with like one group of friends and then she and another group of friends for like their entire lives, did have they did this thing called supper club where just like once a month they like have like a dinner night at someone's house um, so as like cute. a way to, yeah. And the, like they do, it's, it's been like my entire life. And like the worst nights of my childhood is when supper club was hosted at our house because I just hid in my bedroom, but eventually I would have to come downstairs for dinner. And so you do the, you sneak in, grab your food and then run back upstairs before anyone sees you or can be like, (laughs) oh, Mary Clay, oh my gosh, you're so tall now. Oh my gosh, you're growing. Exactly. So like, Last time I saw you, you were this big. Exactly. So, and the other part is, Mom, if you're listening to this, which I hope you're not listening to it, um, is that, like, I don't know any of these people's names. Like, I know their names, but I could not match the names to the faces. So, I always felt bad, like, walking in and, and, like, my mom would be like, oh, can you, like, take this to... Uh, Leslie and I'd be like, which one's Leslie? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who Leslie is. If you like names, you're gonna love the Silmarillion. Oh my Mary god, Clay. Mary Clay! If it makes you feel any better, that's me at family reunions. <laughs> yeah. My mom has to give me primers every time oh, we go to visit man. my relatives. Like, which one's this? So, so Uncle Bill's the one, with the, the one with the white hair, and like she yeah. has to give me like physical descriptions because that, I'm yeah. not gonna remember anybody. That reminds me of a beloved episode of Bob's Burgers where it's Tammy's um, um, bat mitzvah, and she, oh, yeah. she she has her event planner with like a clipboard cheat sheet of her extended family members. <laughs> also, what I need. I want us. I want us to get off the dinner party conversation, but like, just in contrast, when I was a child, I was always like so desperate to be included in everything that I would like insert myself into adult parties that my parents would host like constantly, and they would have to get me to like please fuck off because like we're trying to get drunk and stuff. My dad always did poker. My mom did bunko. They were always entertaining. We had like a really big house because we had like a rich phase when I was um like a kid and. I was always trying to get in there. Let me see. What are the grown-ups doing? And now I know it's <laughs> super boring. So stupid. But I wanted to know. Uh, so, <laughs> my perfect little gentleman sniffed Ugh. at Petunia. So then, oh. yeah, so then Harry slumped on a garden bench uh, singing happy birthday to himself again. Oh, First of all, like, we have all been there. Maybe not, like, on our birthday, but, like, that's just, like, mm. Like, you just, you're just, like, I guess I'll just fucking sit here <laughs> maybe we haven't mean, all been here <laughs> christina do you mean an average 
Tuesday for me. <laughs> Hashtag Slytherin. <laughs> you know, benches outdoors always look like purely decorative until you are truly in the depths of despair. And then you're like, oh my God, thank God this is here. <laughs> yes, green, sunshine, birds, something. And then he sings happy birthday to himself for the second year in a row, right? Because he did it last year, too. He did something similar. Just like the Mars rover. Oh, don't (laughs) fucking remind me of the Mars rover, man. I do want to clear up a common misconception, which is that the the Curiosity rover sings happy birthday to himself every year. It was just the first year that he was on Mars. It's not every year. So it's not as sad. The second birthday. Pretty damn sad. The second birthday is never as fun as the first one. Yeah. (laughs) Once you've been on Mars for a year, like you've been there, you've been there for all the years. You've seen it once. You've seen it all. All the rocks. Was it a, was it like a Mars year or like an Earth year? That's a good question. Well, I guess technically, I guess a year is 365 days and we're talking souls, right? Once we get onto Mars. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm assuming... I read science fiction. I, I read The Martian. Martian. <laughs> I was going to say. I'm assuming it would have been an, Amer- uh, uh, an American year. <laughs> American year? Wow, over there in Australia, been. it is still 1750. Like, what are they... What are you talking about? We <laughs> are in the 1750s, and the rest of the world is in fucking 3027. We like, measure our years in Fahrenheit. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm man. so 3,008. You're so 2,008. All our measurements are measure of Trump's feet. That's a real foot. This is tiny, tiny feet, which is actually like like 10 inches or something like that, probably. Oh, oh my God. God. Does he wear the so same shoe as me? <laughs> Just kidding. I wear oh. women's 10. Cute. Um, it's not that's cute. adorable. It's very big. I'm a big girl. For those who have never looked at me on Facebook or whatever, I'm a big girl. Um, it's okay. As am I. Um, yeah, big I... bitch on deck. What? What? <laughs> um, big bitch on deck. My best friend is six feet also, and we roll. I thought you said something a... else. Well, sometimes yeah, I thought it's... you said something else too. Sometimes big bitches on dick, but when we roll into a party, we say big bitches on deck. Emily, I know you don't listen to this podcast, but I love you. And you want to know what's annoying is that I'm not really even that tall. For se- the apparently the average height of the American woman is five six. I am five eight, but I would say compared to the amount of women that I am taller than, which is a lot, and uh, like I, the average American woman height has to be like five four. Now, uh, this is my conspiracy theory. <laughs> I just want to interject and say, American woman. (laughs) Um, my uh, I've become acquainted with the dating apps, shall we say? Oh, and one of my special talents is being able to spot a short boy just from his profile. Oh my god! (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. Okay, so Harry's sitting on the bench. My husband. Harry's Harry's dating a tall guy. He's an inch shorter than me. I just want. I need to get it out there. I'm not a height elitist. He's an inch shorter than me. See, I am a height elitist. But, like, I feel like there are some things you're allowed to be picky about. And mine can overcome anything. Mine are that. My, like, hard passes are you have to be tall, at least as tall as me. 
And you also can't have cats because I'm allergic to cats. Well, that makes That's sense. That's fair. And But actually, that makes it so incredibly harder because I guess the personality and like type of guy I'm going Tall boys for like cats, is that are cats. <laughs> like cats. And I'm like, oh, you're the perfect guy, except for you have a cat. So I can't ever, ever come over to your apartment or even touch you because I feel like everyone in Richmond has a cat. Like even if they want yeah. to or not, yeah. it's in their house. Oh, I'm, I'm allergic to cats, and I want a cat. Like that I sucks. want a nice, I want a cute little black cat. I told okay. you my trick. I don't know what you're. If thinking. it's any consolation, my wife's allergic to them too, and we still have one. That's my trick. That's my trick. Is if you just get a cat when you're allergic, you do get over it. That is no. That's what I did. See, I've tried doing like exposure therapy where I'm like, oh, it's a cat. I'm gonna go just like love all over it, and then I break out in hives. Oh, like that. Oh, that's rough. Yeah, that's. Oh. Okay, so Harry's sitting on the bench. Harry Potter. Happy birthday to himself. Like, this chapter is so boring. Like, I'm really glad that all these um, side tangents are coming really organically Good. to us. Okay. He's sitting on I mean, the most... bench. He, he's singing to himself. It's just so sad. And then he is just, like, wondering where his friends are, right? Because none of his friends have... Yeah, they have ghosted him, up. him. They ghosted him, which is, like, more interesting now that he knows there's ghosts. Um, <laughs> and <but laughs> The like, ghosts are stealing all his letters. <laughs> <laughs> that's what ghosting means in the wizarding world. But also, like, I just, I have a lot of empathy for him because Ooh. I I think, like, I think I'm, like, as blusteringly confident as it gets. Like, I will barrel head first into any situation. But I think we have all been in a situation that is relatively new where you think it's going a certain way, but then, like, something happens and you're like, maybe I had it wrong all along, right? It's just, like, he he thought that he had new friends in this beautiful new world, but he's spending this whole summer. It says he was wondering if he imagined it, but he's definitely wondering, maybe these aren't even really his friends. Oh, I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> it says uh, he'd almost be glad of a sight of his arch enemy, Draco Malfoy, just to be sure it hadn't all been a dream. Aww. And I was like, Harry, you have an owl in your room right now. You have books downstairs, a magic broom, and you're like your your kind of parents like hate magic. I think it happened. Also, I just I still think that Draco and Harry are in love, and I'm gonna be looking for evidence of that through this whole reading. I'm, I'm looking did. forward to it. Wait, I did recently watch um, uh, Half Blood Prince, and I was like, that's hot, yo. No, book six, it, it is very much, like, obsessive. It's, yes. it's that's, like, he's not is... paying attention to me. Okay. Therefore, he's up to something. He's up to something dark. Pretty much, but yeah. When Harry walks into that bathroom after Draco, either they're going to fight or they're going to fuck, okay? And it went the way it went, and, like, I'm sorry about it. Okay. Could have just pushed him up against that, the wall, that, bro. That entire book is just teenage angst, like the book or teenage angst the movie it comes a lot it comes um, a lot more in the movie have y'all seen the person who re-edited the like half-blood prince trailer to be a a rom-com yes no (laughs) i need to look for that Oh yeah, I'll send it. Uh, to no, post it. Post it in the Facebook group. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I'll do that. we'll I'll do post that. it in the Facebook group. Hey, if you're not in the Facebook group, join us. It's called the Restricted Section Detention Group because you get if you go into the Restricted Section, you get detention. You know how it goes. Yeah, it's just us sharing memes. It's great. I've Share memes that. with us. It's but so after, much... go ahead. Oh, I was trying to get us back on topic. I'm sorry. <laughs> wow, 
we need you now oh. more than ever. <laughs> That's so sweet of you to get us I, back on topic. I'm just a fan, and I, I just like it when you talk about your books. <laughs> He's like, I came here for the books. Okay, I don't want your bullshit. No, what were you going to say? Go ahead. I was going to say, okay, so okay, so the head just staring at him, and then, well, we didn't establish that, but we talked about his eyes earlier with the, the creepy book. No, you're right. He's staring at him. Cause he, yeah. Well, because this is just more like background Harry, because he's just like, it, the first part of the, the background shit was just like, Harry's a wizard, and he goes to wizard school, and this is like, and this is the shit that went down at wizard school, like, oh, while yeah. he's staring into the bed, into the, that, into the hedge. That was also the other thing that I always hated about the first chapters of each book is that it always did like a recap of the previous book and I'm like I don't need to relive it okay I remember it like yeah. I got it I'm good <laughs> Jason what are you trying to get out oh I was just gonna I was just gonna talk about how Dudley waddles over to him which is in the book yep that was number with that was the 10th that was the 10th <laughs> fat joke and God then damn it and Harry, and yeah, and he just goes up to Harry just to be a dick and says, like, I know what day it is. <laughs> like, like, it's not hard to just say, like, hey, happy birthday, like, instead. Well, he's not going to say it as sexual as you just said it. Oh, well, like, happy birthday, Mr. President. Everything I say uh, is low-key sexual. But, but the point of him walking up and being like, I know what day it is, isn't to say happy birthday. It's to rub it in his face that he exactly. knows that it's his birthday and they're choosing to not acknowledge him. Yeah. He looks into the hedges and he sees a pair of eyes. And in the illustrated edition, there's an eyeball on each page of a two-page spread. Yeah, it's very cool. It's very, like... Uh, almost like puckish, right? Like a like an impish, yeah, type of like aesthetic. Um, it's very it's very cool. I mean, these illustrations. This is Jim K. Illustrated Edition. It's a fucking badass edition, right? Like it's the, all of the illustrations are very cool. This one's yeah. very cool, and it definitely has the intensity that you would expect from yeah. uh, Dobby. Yeah. Mm. Everyone's Dobby. got that friend. Everyone's got a Dobby friend. Like, why are you so obsessed with me? You know how I'm talking about Haley. Yes, I do. <laughs> so, so then, so as soon as he's like, "Oh, what are those eyes in the bushes?" That's when Dudley comes over and is yeah. like, "I'm gonna be a douche and distract you from this mystery, yeah. and also ruin I, your birthday." I don't even think Dudley was this mean in the movies. Like, maybe in Order of the Phoenix, like a little bit because he gets all he has weird. like a gang. Yeah, oh, Which, it's it's so cute. His little gang. Yeah, big D. Yeah, he's like. He makes fun of his dead mom. Like, that's the kind of insult. He's like, oh, you're going to cry about your dead mom. And it's like, where's your mom, Harry? Like, Maybe. Like, she died. You know that. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) It's like, Dudley, you're very well aware of what I can do to you, right? (laughs) Like. Which he threatens right here. Yeah. He does. Yeah. We get jiggery pokery. Hocus pocus. (laughs) Squiggly wiggly. It's so fucking funny because it's just like to us, it's like so obviously wrong. And Dudley is obviously like so skittish about to us experts. He's traumatized. Us experts, exactly. Yeah, you're traumatized right. Traumatized from getting from getting halfway turned into a pig. I'm surprised he's not clutching his bottom the way he does in some other scenes. Yeah, right. Quote clutching his fat bottom. Take <laughs> Uh, so then, and then here comes here comes the skillet to the dome. 
Yeah, which I maintain it's probably not cast iron because if it's a soapy skillet, you do not use soap on cast iron. Wait, Abish recommends that you use soap. <laughs> I was going to say, I disagree. I use soap on my cast iron. Mm, I do not. You just, you rinse it off immediately before it has a chance to... No, I, no, I rinse it. I just don't use soap. I, you rinse the soap off immediately so that it doesn't, it doesn't get into the pores or anything. Yeah, I, and then you stick it in the oven for like an hour. Wait, uh, uh, you're, you're talking to the, the youngest unadultish member of this podcast. A cast iron skillet has pores? Yes, it is porous. Yeah. You, you, oca- you occasionally have to oil it. What do mm-hmm. they call it? Like seasoning it, right? Seasoning, yeah, it's seasoning. Yeah. Um, so like in order for cast iron to like not be, this is very interesting for everybody, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but in order for cast iron to like n- be basically non-stick naturally, like you do, you like oil it and then stick it in the oven for like on really high heat for a while. And it gives it that nice like glossy black sheen. And if you use soap on it excessively, at least like it, it strips that away and you get like that gray, dry, like that everything sticks to. Like you want to take like really particular care of your cast iron. Like never ever put it in the dishwasher. Pro but tip does for us petunias, listeners. <laughs> you does season? petunia season her? <laughs> <laughs> she's a housewife, so like she's a homemaker. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. She's professional housewife writing her Christian fanfiction. Oh my god, petunia yeah. would plot twist. She would. I don't know, like, religion, even religion might be, like, too magical for the Dursleys, because, like, they're so... walked on water? What? No, they're so middle-class Britain, where it's, like, like the church that they staunchly don't go to is Church of England, which is, like, the, like, diet Catholicism. Like, it's just, it's Catholicism that gives even less of a fuck than Catholicism. It's Catholicism that you can, like, you know, have... Like divorce your wife like eight times and try to get it, a la Henry VIII. Unrelated. Like, brief to- understanding of. Oh, you got her started. You got her started Unrelated on Henry VIII. Unrelated to everything, Henry VIII is the most misunderstood character in all of British history. Do <sighs> not ask me. I will fight you. He had no. Mm, she mm, has a prepared mm, rant. Mm, mm, she has a, a whole thing. I have a prepared rant. This maybe podcast a, needs meat, so go ahead. Maybe I'll do a bonus episode about Harry the Eighth because I have a lot of fail. It's just like okay, Harry the Eighth. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you know, Harry Potter. <laughs> so after the fake magic words, Petunia. This is yeah, the cast iron skillet. That's that's right. That's how we she, got here. She she hits him with a cast iron skillet, but she met. Wait, she misses. She misses. So. She misses. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. But. And. Puts him to work for Good, the whole day. Like, the why, most... did, why did you ever, like, let him fuck off? Like, he should, like, no offense to because Harry, normally, but, like, he should have been cleaning. They, no, because normally they definitely would have put him to work, but, like, now that he can do magic and they don't know that he's not allowed to, they're, they've yeah. probably been giving him a free pass all summer, but, like, now he's threatened Dudley, so the gloves are off. Which is also a super smart thing of Harry to do, that he does not let the Dursleys know that he's not allowed to use magic. Yeah. No, that was a smart move on his part. No, but it, like he said, like it stopped becoming fun because his friends stopped writing to him and they doubted like magic even existed. After yeah, that so point. probably at the beginning of the summer, it almost felt like he had like this secret, but like by now it's just like a depressed, it's like this toy isn't fun anymore, you know? He's like, you can't even play with it outside of school. And I always wonder because they say, like, he has homework and stuff like that. But they say underage wizards aren't allowed to use magic outside of school. Can someone clarify? Because I think it's just like book homework. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, it, like, so like, like whenever he's doing uh, homework over the summer, like in later books, it's always like at night, and he's always writing essays and shit. Do you guys remember? I think it's the beginning of the or uh, the Prisoner of Azkaban movie where he's aggressively trying to perform the Lumos yes. spell. Yes, so fucking stupid. There's no goddamn need for that. Anyway, that's why Lumos. Why are you just many, learning that? That is one of many reasons that the third movie is my least favorite. Oh. Really? oh. Well, yeah. no, we don't have time. Okay. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Sure, in five years. We'll... Sims fighting words. <laughs> it's probably like about a year. So, <laughs> so he gets sent up to his room because the Masons get there and the trouble, he goes to lay on his bed, but the trouble is there's already somebody on it. End of chapter. Bam. Yep. Who is it? He's, well, no, he's, also, he's also given dinner that's literally just like bread and cheese, like a Dickensian orphan. Yeah. I was going to say, like, like a fucking hobbit. <laughs> or like an American school child with lunch debt. Ayo! Hey. Wow. That's, that's literally that is... what they do if you don't know. If, if you're like over your school debt and you're in third grade, they'll give you a cheese sandwich. Um, or, if you're, or if you go to Fire Island or the Fire Festival. <laughs> I know, I know that like the UK is not the same thing as the rest of Europe, but like I've had some very dope meals in various parts of Europe that are just bread and cheese. <laughs> just saying. no, there <laughs> cheese sandwiches are actually a thing in Britain. Like when I went to, uh, like I have a friend whose grandparents live in like a little village in England, and like I went to visit, and she tried to make me eat a cheese sandwich, and I do not like cheese, and I was like, I'm not doing this. Um, but this really just does sound like a couple pieces of bread and a slice of cheese, which is what an American cheese sandwich is. In Britain, it's like you've got like pickled onions and shit on it, Mm -hmm. which somehow Mm -hmm. makes it more appetizing, apparently. No, it does. I love a pickled onion. Dude, shut the fuck up. Like Some stereotypes are true, and the one about British food is one of them. I'll eat anything that's pickled. (laughs) Pickled Brussels sprouts? Pickled, um, what? Pickled radishes. Pickled peppers. Mm -hmm. Pickled jalapenos. These are all in my fridge right now. Mm. Pickled cucumbers? Have you tried those? Yeah, you mean pickles? <laughs> Why do you like I've never heard of cucumbers? something like that. Why do they get to be called pickles? But like a pickled jalapeno is still a jalapeno. I don't fucking know, man. I don't know the secrets of the universe. Don't get mad at me. <laughs> the cucumber had to have been the first thing that was pickled. And it's because like, they had like so oh, many this of is them. a pickle. And, and then they like, realized that you can pickle other mm. things. The first person who like k- grew a cucumber plant was like, oh fuck, this thing just keeps making them. Put them in jars. <laughs> oh God, oh God, there's so many. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> my friends don't want any more cucumbers. What am I supposed to do? That's going to be me in one month with my fucking zucchini plant. Just give, me, give, me, give me a zook. Give me a zook when you I'm got them. Wor- I'm working on it. Any last thoughts or feelings about this incredibly enthralling chapter that we definitely talked about for the majority of this episode? Does anyone know off the top of their head what a sugared violet is? I think it's a uh, can- think it's candied a sh- flowers are candy. a thing. I think yeah, yeah. candied flower. Yeah, but like, are they like? I I mean, like, keeping in mind that this is the '90s, is it like an actual literal sugared flower, or is it a candy that is based on like what once would have been an actual literal sugared yeah, flower? Yeah, uh, I can imagine because I can imagine like candied flowers being on like the great. British baking show. I was gonna say, yeah. I, th- I, th- I think it's a real flower. But the '90s were like 30 years ago, so who knows what oh, yeah. um, British on, like, cuisine a, was like. Based on a cursory Google search, it seems like it was a real flower. Uh, oh. Haley, that does remind me, though. I forgot to mention how. Oh, it's on the it's on the next page too, the illustration. But like the cake that Petunia makes, and in the movie too, I remember just be 
that looks like a great cake. I want to eat that cake. That isn't, looks it, yeah. delicious. isn't it more of like a trifle or a pudding? Maybe it it, more I don't like a, care. Well, because they Christina. use the term they use the term pudding, but like in Britain, like pudding just means dessert. Oh, this so is I don't know if it's this like one's a, a cake. It's like, well, a like that looks like a cake. Yeah. Like a meringue. Yeah. You were talking to a former chubby child. I don't care if it's a pudding, a cake, a meringue. Just I just want the recipe. I just want the recipe. I will. I will take no advice from uh, Petunia Dursley on anything except for food. Like if she has a recipe book, I will read it. You gonna turn up like the fucking like Dudley dude? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I'm a fat bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And just to clarify, if you're actually fat, like we love fat bitches. Yeah. 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 I would consider myself at times to be a fat bitch. No, this is a statement of solidarity. I was like, can I I was like, can I say fat bitches? And like it'd be okay. (laughs) And even hearing myself saying it, I was like, I probably shouldn't have said that. It sounded like a foreign. Leave that out of the podcast, you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's okay, you can use it. Okay, great. That's consent. Everyone, that's consent. <laughs> so, uh, any anyone else? Any thoughts or feelings? I, it's cool if you don't have any, because nothing happened. I mean, this is like the first two minutes of the movie. Like, yeah. really. You know, we'll bring you it on did, for a more exciting chapter later in the book. It, I mean, I will give it credit. It did, like, perfectly encapsulate brief, like, in, in such a brief 11 pages with, like, size 16 font what the last three months have been like for Harry. So, you know, the opening yeah. chapter serves serves a purpose. It's a little bit slice of life for some context for his magical experience to, like, compare it to the muggle experience. And I think as a kid, I really liked these chapters because it's kind of like the roller coaster ticking up, right, before you, like, start mm-hmm. before the roller coaster starts. And then you get a fucking flying car and spoilers. But... Yeah. Oh, spoilers all the time. I'm stoked. I love the Fort. The Fort Anglia is like my favorite subplot. The way it continues to come back throughout the books, the way it has like a, a spirit of its own. Like, I love the Fort Anglia. It's my favorite character. Have you guys ever <laughs> seen like the, the fan, fa- like not fan theory, but like just fan speculation of like, can you imagine what would have happened at the Battle of Hogwarts if instead of like Harry's final battle with Voldemort, the Fort Anglia had just like come out of the woods and just fucking creamed him? <laughs> Oh my god. It's the wait, it's the cavalry. Oh my god. <laughs> Harry Potter, come to us. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's like when <laughs> it's like when Voldemort's doing his super awkward like <laughs> Draco. Oh my god, the Draco hug is like the worst best thing. Oh, that would ruin all hugs for me for the rest Wasn't of my it? life. I think I heard somewhere that that was improv or something. Which explains why Tom That's... Felton was like, "Oi." I feel Don't... like I feel like Ralph Fiennes is the kind of dude who's like, I'm going to make you uncomfortable on purpose now, like every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, ugh. All right, well, let's move on to our very exciting segment called Plugs. Haley, would you like to go first? In fact, I insist. Actually, yes. Oh, she's doing a show and tell. One sec, sorry. I'm, like, bound by my... (laughs) (laughs) The old ball and chain. Um, So I've been, you know, in quarantine trying, keyword trying, to, like, force myself to do creative things. Um, If you are a writer or would like to be a writer and are trying to get get ideas off the ground, um, need, like... Just fucking exercises, prompt shit, uh, information on literally how books work. 
I was forced to buy this for college. It's called Naming the World. Um, and it's uh, ideas from like published like famous authors of just general like, here's an exercise for writing like character development. Here's an exercise for developing like how to write dialogue. Like it's just a comprehensive thing of literally just writing exercises from the actual experts. Cool. And it's legitimately really useful. Um, so yeah, naming the world and other exercises for the creative writer. Awesome. Mm. Thought you had me there, didn't you, Christina? Ha! Huh? You're, you're usually unprepared, but you're impressed. I'm impressed. You're prepared. Thank you. As always, you can listen to my podcast. That's what I'm talking about every Tuesday, wherever you get podcasts. Um, I'm ramping up right now, and I'm about. I'm like officially halfway through Return of the King. It's very exciting, and I'm imagining roughly two chapters are going to be destroying the ring. Um, I'm assuming by the time they get to the chapter that's titled Mount Doom, um, that they will be at Mount Doom. What so. will happen? If that <laughs> You've mentioned before on the podcast that JK, nope, Jared Jared into Tolkien. Um, like just like spoils everything with his chapter yeah, names, it's like horrible. the Pyre of Denethor, right? <laughs> I wonder what happens. <laughs> Yeah, so you can catch that wherever you get podcasts. And then I'm going to let Christina plug what I think we both want to plug. I'm going to let you plug it, don't worry. Thank you. And I'm going to plug, um, it's a Ryan Murphy miniseries on Netflix. It's called Hollywood. Um, It has my homeboy Darren Chris in it. Um, And I watched it thinking it was going to be just like any other Ryan Murphy thing where it was going to be like really dark and gritty and there was going to be like a bunch of blood and sex and people dying and what. No, it's actually delightful. It takes place in like 1940s, 50s Hollywood. And it's basically about um, uh, the like main plot kicks up when the head of a movie studio goes into like a coma and his wife takes over and it's about like what happens with when with this uh, movie studio when women and gay people and black people try and get this movie off the ground that's like very groundbreaking for the time and it's like really wonderful and wholesome there's like it's like a perfect picture of like intersectionality because there's like there's like gay black people there's interracial relationships there's um like women being amazing leaders and it's it's like really great and i really really wish that like i hadn't finished it because it's so good so wow what an endorsement yeah yeah yeah. Mm. jason your turn well mine won't sound as good (laughs) (laughs) you got this you got this all right. Um, well, I did mention earlier that I was semi rereading The Hobbit because I technically never finished it when I was a kid. But uh, which is it's a good read. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it. Yes. <laughs> no clue. Or you could just watch nine hours of The Hobbit movies. No, no, don't. Which, watch whatever movies. is less painful. Watch the cartoon. Don't watch the. Live yeah, seriously, action. watch the cartoon. God damn. Um, I would say though we uh, uh, we did watch um, the recent adaptation of Emma. Oh. And it was actually like I'm not I I've never been like I I knew nothing about Jane Austen. And um it's kind of like my wife and I have like a, a neat little thing going on where like my ch- my middle school years were Tolkien. Like that's what I did. I read Tolkien stuff all the time. And she read Jane Austen. 
And it's kind of funny how we both have the similar experiences while watching the movies where we're like, we only kind of know what's going on. And like the dialogue can sometimes like, you have to like maybe listen to it twice in order to understand what that person was actually trying to say. Mm -hmm. But um, the director, Autumn DeWilde, it's actually her first theatrical movie. And she's, because I, I do photography and stuff like that, her main interest was photography and doing things for like music videos and everything like that. So the the setup of all the the shots and the use of color in in the the recent Emma movie is is really is really nice and I felt like a dum dum like two weeks later when my wife brought up you know that was just clueless right oh yeah I kind of forgot about that and I was like oh oh huh. <laughs> huh. but yeah I would I would really really recommend that the new movie with um Anya Taylor Joy and Oh God! No one else is famous in it, but also Bill Hamilton. Bill Nighy's in it, right? Sorry, what? Bill Nighy's in it, right? Uh, oh. I only recognized one other guy. He was he was this the like, old dude who's in Harry Potter too? Is he in Harry Potter too? Well, I'm just trying. He to was in Z- he was in Shaun of the Dead, and I think he was yep, in a couple. Yep, that's Bill Nighy. Yeah, that's Bill Nighy. Okay, sure. yeah, he he's in it, and he's actually not Bill Nye. Bill Nye. <laughs> Bill Nighy, um, the actor guy he, and and also I don't know Hamilton's on Disney Plus and Avatar's on Netflix. This yeah. is like the best time to be at home. <laughs> yeah, that's for damn sure. So I have a uh, photography related Instagram because I just gave up on taking pictures of myself. So and it's a film photography sort of thing where I shoot exclusively on film and I fail like a lot, but. It is called uh, Pictures of Jay, J-A-Y, on Instagram. So it's public, so follow me if you want. And as you mentioned, you almost never post pictures of yourself. It's almost always of beautiful scenery and your beautiful wife. Pretty much. it's Yeah, if you want to see what my wife looks like. (laughs) (laughs) And also pictures of bees and statues. Hell yeah. And my Instagram account is the way to go. (laughs) (laughs) I've always said that you can tell when a photograph of someone was taken by someone who loves them. And I think that's like really true looking at your Instagram. You take really lovely pictures of your wife. Oh, thank you. I do love her. Good. And I'm sure she loves all the beautiful pictures. I know when I hand Sean my phone and I'm like, take a selfie. He's like, well, first of all, I'm an idiot. It's not a selfie because I handed him the phone. But he's like, I guess I'll take this picture. And he like points the phone in the wrong direction. It starts like jamming the buttons. (laughs) Like, did you get my shoes in the picture? No. He Rookie mistake. Yeah, he doesn't. You, you, I need you to take pictures of me. <laughs> I know what the selfie people want. I would throw but, you off, though, because I'm a full, like, 18 inches taller than your wife. <laughs> it's fine. I've got <laughs> It's true, but it's fine. <laughs> okay, so. Hello, I'm your host, Christina. You can follow me on Instagram at YoGirlOfTheWorld. You can follow me on Twitter at Tina Fontina. And Mary Clay, you know exactly what I am about to plug. I'm about to plug The Babysitter's Club on Netflix. The Babysitter's Club new show on Netflix is a beautiful intersectional portrayal of sisterhood womanhood and frankly badass business womanhood okay if you read the books in the 90s and they affected you as a reader as a woman as a businesswoman 
which I guess all three of those things really affected me. And looking back 20 years later, you're like, damn, those would be cool if they were just like a little more entertaining and a little more diverse. Well, I have some news for you. This show is beautiful. They take the books, they stay true to the original themes, learning life lessons, but they make it so much more contemporary. They have included trans people, right? They've included more characters of color. There's biracial families. Like, is that how you say it? Biracial families or is it like a biracial person? Yeah, no, I think if, if biracial. Family, yeah. Interracial. Yeah, inter- interracial like, family. Mixed race, interracial family. And just like a bunch of really badass 12-year-olds doing the hustle, right? Like I'm an adult. I work in business, right? Like I, I do business. And like these 12-year-olds are the most industrious bitches I have ever borne witness to. Shout out to Gen Z doing all the work for us. True. Literally, um, it's so good. As an adult, I think it's incredible. And I think that if you have kids, especially daughters in like the yes. like 7 to like 15 range, this is it's so good it's so good and i was weeping sorry it's cancer season and i'm a cancer sign and i'm not usually that much of a weeper but like i've been weeping like fuck lately (laughs) and the baby i was literally weeping at the babysitter's club love it (laughs) also i just want to say real quick that like you don't even have to have read the books Mm -mm. to enjoy it because i I think that I just wasn't into those when I was younger. I read, I read like the boxcar children. Those were, yeah, those, are good. <laughs> those were my books. So mm. I didn't read the babysitters club. So I had no idea like what the characters or anything were. And like, still it's amazing. Yeah. The, the, well, it, it, I definitely, I don't remember the books, but like, as the show goes on, I'm like, Oh, I think that's from the books. And then I'm like, Oh, that, that trans kid sure as hell was not in the books because I would remember that. And like Claudia's grandmother having the subplot about the Japanese internment camp. Yeah. Yeah. They talk about Japanese. They talk about like the U S internment of Japanese citizens. Yeah. Most Americans um, won't even talk about that. I know. It is. um, is, I would say it is a no holds bar. No, no. Wait, what? What is that (laughs) phrase? No holds barred. No holds barred middle grade TV show for the contemporary American woman. It's wholesome. It's amazing. All right. We need to get off it. It's such a good show. Go watch it. Okay. Christina and I will do our (laughs) spinoff babysitters club (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Look out for that in the bonus episodes on Patreon. If you haven't signed up, sign on up. So many bonus episodes. So many bonus episodes to come. So, uh, well, with that, thank you for coming on this wonderful adventure with me. I swear to God, I think every single other chapter in this book is more exciting than this one. So, um, yes, thank you for having me. This is like my first podcast ever. Yes. So it was very fun. <laughs> I swear to God, we'll have you back on for a more exciting chapter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, if you insist. Okay, if you insist. <laughs> well, get the fuck off my computer screen. No. She said it. Goodbye. <laughs> oh my god it's so hot in here (laughs) (laughs) oh hey dante have you been there this whole time the restricted section was created and hosted by me christina khan based on the book series by jk rowling all music by ryan khan logo by michael hardison technical support from sean watson don't forget to follow us on Instagram at restricted section pod or shoot us an email at 
restrictedsectionpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts, feelings, complaints, conspiracy theories, or lavish praise. Diet Coke is not to Coke as Diet Dr. Pepper is to Dr. Pepper. That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network.